Man, you're getting killed out there. <sighs> Tell me about it. I feel like Rocky after 15 rounds with Apollo Creed. Speaking of Rocky, did you know that Sylvester Stallone wrote the first draft of the movie in only three days? Did you know that Sylvester Stallone permanently flattened out his knuckles from punching the side of beef? What about Burgess Meredith? He ad-libbed his line in the audition, which landed him the role of Mickey. Or that a destitute Sylvester Stallone turned down $350,000 because the studio didn't want him starring in it? Well, you can find this out and much, much more by listening to Rocky Minute, the fan podcast that covers the Rocky movies one minute at a time. You can find us on DuelingGenre.com. Now get back out there and knock this bum out. Dueling Genre Hi everyone, and welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we are watching the 1990 live-action Turtles movie, one bald Japanese golf club-hitting minute at a time. Um, once huh. again, I've illustrated that I should probably write these down ahead of time, yeah, but I'm not going to. <laughs> My name is Scott well, Toffey, I am your host. I know, we've got a good thing going for 75 plus minutes here. Woo-hoo. I'm Scott Tofty. I am your host. With me, as always, is our uh, raucous bunch of co-hosts, Chris O'Connor. Yo, that's me. Rachel Gatlin. Hello. And Adam Sheehan. Bossa Nova. Chevy. Nova. Nova. <laughs> and uh, joining us this week, a very special guest. Uh, first guest we've had in a couple of weeks here, so it's nice to have another one. Mr. Eric Dean. Hi, Eric. What's up, guys? I don't know if I'm very special. Let's be a guest. Special oh. to me, Eric. You're my most well, specialist oh. guest. I was going to say, Eric comes to us by way of Chris. Chris, you know Eric. Why don't you delve into your, your history together? Yeah, Eric is uh, my good buddy from uh, OSU. We went to college together. We were uh, roommates for a short while, and uh, we were uh, pretty heavily involved in the various martial arts clubs together. Uh, we, we beat the crap out of each other and other people, and like I was there when he got like a third knee. It was great. Um, I mean, maybe not for him. Actually, it was Gross. terrible for him. And I will say that when I, when I broke my leg in the MMA room, yeah. everybody was freaking out. Pretty much everybody was oh, worthless. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Except for Chris. The one <laughs> legally blind guy in the room is the only guy with his shit together enough for me to say, Chris, my phone is in that corner of the room. Go get it. Call 911. Everybody else was running around panicked. We were the only two Doug people was trying to save me. Yeah, I, I would that, be like ripping up bed sheets and boiling water. Like I, I, don't, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I so need we, an old nurse and a young nurse. <laughs> we, we've been through some serious stuff together. Except yeah. mostly, it was him suffering all the stuff. Well, right. it's kind of like lot, when Chris. when I got hurt when I was a kid. My mom would freak out, but my dad was the calm one. And when yeah. when you're a kid and you get hurt, you need that calm parent to kind of like keep you from completely losing it. So well, Chris yep. was my yep. calm parent. Yeah, good job, Aww. Chris. And, and now Chris I am a calm mom. Calm, calm mom. I'm not. I'm calm dad. Well, well now. But, yeah, anyway, all right. Yeah, but yeah, uh, so we've known down, each other for a I'm good long time. Down calm and, mom and as a possible episode. No, title. don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do no no. There's no that doesn't fit at all. It's it's not no. So you guys have known each other for yeah. a while. absolutely. Chris has probably uh, tapped me out more than any single human being on the planet. That's. That's kind of sweet. It's but it, but have you fought every other human being on the planet? Not yet. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> well, we'd like to issue the challenge now here on Ninja Turtles Minute. If anyone wants to fight Eric, just tweet us. <laughs> we'll, We're going to we'll help him reach we'll that goal. You two can sponsor a martial art fight. 
here at Ninja Turtles Minute. Adam, can we just can play we Street Fighter 2 instead? Yeah, we could. I, we, we could yeah, probably we could. do that. Um, Xbox Live. Woohoo! There we go. Um, but Eric, is, uh, you're also a YouTuber. You have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash thepostapoc. That's the post, A-P-O-C, as in apocalypse, as we were discussing earlier. We figured Absolutely. everyone would probably just get it. What goes on at the YouTube channel? A lot of different things. I have some, uh, some short fiction that I've written and recorded or had recorded. Uh, I've got videos of me doing stupid things like drinking a soda from the 1940s. Um, I've got oh some podcasts. Oh, my God, you're the guy. I am the guy, yeah. Oh, this is that Eric. Yep. <laughs> I knew we were excited <laughs> many, for a what reason. What other Erics am I talking about? Eric, how are you still alive? I don't know. And honestly, I think it gave me cancer. So if you're out there, don't do it. Don't Ooh. do anything like that. I just yeah. subscribed uh, to your YouTube channel. <laughs> we are even more excited to have us with you for for several reasons now. Yeah. Me yeah, too. You, There's actually also, also a video interview of Chris. So if anybody out there oh, in yeah, podcast right. land wants to see what Chris looks like in the flesh, I have an interview with him on my channel. Excellent. Well, we'll make sure to go check that out. Uh, but perhaps the most important question of all is, Eric, what brings you to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? So I actually fell in through the animated series first. Um, as a kid, the I was 87 animated series, the original right? animated series. Okay. Right. And I think the first ones that I got were from, I, I I think you guys brought this up in an earlier episode. It was like a happy meal toy or a Burger King toy or Burger something. King, Burger yeah. King kids club. I had some VHS tapes from Burger King that I would watch over and over and over again. And then eventually my grandma started recording the episodes off of uh, daytime TV. And then I would come to her house and watch them off of her VHS tapes. Wow. As, it blows my mind how many people were introduced to turtles through those stupid Burger King videos. Yeah. Know, that kind of makes amazing. me think that that you know we should do a, a weekend episode specifically on those episodes because you they've should. been brought up so much. The Rat King we art theft episode should. was my favorite. <laughs> yeah, everybody loves that Burger King Kids Club, man. A lot, a lot of kid vids have been uh, yes. guests of ours here. I, I wonder when the Burger King Kids Club died. Hmm. They tried to reinvent it like in the late '90s to be more cool, but that, I don't think it lasted past <laughs> no. the, past the '90s. I don't know. I just feel like having a kids club at a fast food place is like selling cigarettes to kids. <laughs> so I yeah, sort of think yeah. that's the vibe that happened. Kind of when McDonald's took down the play places. Mm. And, no, there's still uh, McDonald's play yeah, places out there. Yeah, but there's a lot of them. They're not adding more new ones. They're True. sort of mm. they're phasing them out. So my so. my Burger King growing up had a place called the Burger Kingdom. And it was like a, a separate building where you could have a Burger King catered birthday parties. I remember Burger King birthday parties. I remember them being like, I, even as a kid, I thought they were kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> but like it was, it was before Chuck E. Cheese. So hip, so edgy. So it was just, you had a Burger King birthday. And I remember there was like a really crappy merry-go-round and... Like there mm. wasn't really anything to do other than yeah, eat yeah. fast food. Fast food playgrounds are are not um, high quality. No. Well, no. our I remember our Burger King one specifically was like a jungle gym, but it was all the Burger King. Um, oh wait, maybe I'm getting it confused. The McDonald's one. I am. I was going to say because our McDonald's one had like the 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 hamburger whose head was like yeah. Uh, uh, a hideout and like right. Grimace was a jungle gym and was there a little burger fry jail? Kids were, am I remembering a burger jail? It's like the Hamburglar jail. <laughs> Hamburglar's head was like the jail. Yeah, it was like a Big Mac, but like it was a, it was like a little 
prison. Hmm. And for some reason, that was fun to play I don't think it was in. supposed to be a prison. It was just kind of like a, a sort of barred-in area <laughs> that you fort? could climb in and be a in. Prison it was, yeah, it was children. a fort. It was a fort. It was, it was a, a weird prison for children. story. It's I was just actually, a prison for children. I was personally yeah. responsible for having that uh, Hamburglar slide taken down at the Muskogee oh. McDonald's. Because as a kid, I climbed on the outside of it, and I was able to climb up onto the Hamburglar's hat and get onto the oh roof of McDonald's, and then I fell <laughs> off the roof of McDonald's. You were that kid. I was. I was like a six-year-old kid, and I remember falling completely off the roof and slamming like back first onto the concrete outside. I feel oh. like you still might be that kid, Eric. <laughs> I, I, uh, the, the phrase glutton for punishment kind of resonates in my head. True. So, so I do have a lot I know of steel about you, I'm kind body. of amazed that you've survived this long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, let's let's talk turtles. Well, we'll get <laughs> oh, into more of your uh, bodily harm later, but uh, let's let's talk about minute seventy six, shall oh, yeah. we? Yeah, that that's what, what we're here, here to discuss. <laughs> so minute seventy six starts with Casey Jones teeing off on Tatsu. Uh, some awful noises being heard in the background, and oh. ends with Splinter telling Baby Sam Rockwell that the Shredder uses you. <laughs> Chris does it better. Uh, I'll, I'll wait. You just did it, so I don't want to yeah, immediately no. follow you. That'd be weird. Um, so when we get to that point, I'll do it. Yeah, so I like that the beginning of this minute starts with this awful guttural sound, and it takes me a moment to remember that it's Tatsu making this ooh, uh, right. sound. Yeah. He, he just totally got out in the solar plexus. He's turning into Tim Allen. Is that what <laughs> happened? Because I feel like his reaction, I mean, considering he's supposed to be the best fighter on that entire team, he gets sort yeah. of poked with the back end, a rubber handle of a yeah. hollow shafted golf club. Yeah. And it's the end it, of the world. He just wasn't See, expecting I, it. it. It hit his off I had, switch. I had always interpreted it as Casey got him with the head of the club no. right in the gut or possibly even the nuts. I thought it no. had to be a groin shot considering his reaction. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it could be, but like from the angle in the previous minute, this is something we should have dissected when the hit actually happened. But I could swear it went up like into his solar plexus. No, I think you're right, Chris. I think it looks like it angles up higher, which is why I was so confused. Yeah, well, Tatsu would just, he got cocky. He, you know that bit, like, when he's beating up that kid, yeah, like, during training, and he says, like, never take your eyes off the opponent. He took his eyes off the opponent, and oh, he didn't, I didn't see even it coming, realize he did not oh, expect that. Foreshadowing. Mm. Foreshadowing. He didn't, he, didn't, uh, he didn't heed his own advice, his own ninja yeah. advice. He was hoist on his own petard. Oh, <laughs> poor petards. <laughs> Hoist on his own golf club. Yeah. Hoisted on Captain his own John Luke Petard. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you made that joke and I didn't. Because I was going to. Someone had yeah, let to. Me, let me write down Petard. <laughs> petard is a good word. I like it. Uh, now I just have the sentence, calm mom Petard in my show notes. <laughs> what? <laughs> calm mom um, Petard. All right. <laughs> so. The the um the sound effect of that sort of airplane descending into the abyss that makes a return here after Casey yells for and whacks him oh, uh, and he goes flying geez. but it's the same sound effect that we heard when Casey has to when he realizes that they're going down into the sewer earlier right yeah yeah that's that the, the same Casey sound we hear? that's the Casey Jones sound but this time it's triumphant. So this is twice that Casey's been able to knock like large, stocky people completely off the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does anyone yeah, else he's... think that Casey hit like a dodgeball covered in fabric? By the way, the golf club hits the head; it looks too light to be someone's head. 
Like the object he's I mean, hitting would, looks like it doesn't sense. have a lot of weight to it. I I don't think that they actually had him no, hit somebody of, in the head. Of course not, but it's it's so light. It looks to me as if what you're seeing in in the minute at about uh, two or three seconds in is uh, Tatsu bent over in the foreground, very close to camera. Yeah, and, and like Casey the- probably just whiffing and swinging at nothing, and I mean Tatsu just reacts. Yeah, uh, and he's just throwing himself back. Yeah, that okay. club yeah. is like four feet away from Tatsu. Okay, that's a that's a Thank depth goodness. perception trick right there. Yeah, real, it would be funny if, if there was a whole supercut of him just like hitting a dodgeball with a golf club. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been much more fun, I'm sure. <laughs> it would have made a great sound. <laughs> I do like the impact with which uh, Tatsu hits the plywood filled with shredded paper that's being kept around for no reason. Yeah, it's like, reason. why did they steal that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this shipment of shredded paper. It's going to come in really handy. Well, we established this in the last minute. There's a lot of just random shredded paper hanging around in this in this warehouse. Like, I guess which they is, must you know, just for falling into. They must have just shredded like a bunch of documents. documents. Right, and they're going to do a penguin <laughs> and reassemble them all and then like, you know, use it for ransom. Or maybe. <laughs> Are the Foot Clan that cunning, really? <laughs> they Instead have a of, lot of child soldiers to employ. It, in addition true. to their, you know, like, petty larceny, they also, like, pose as a shredding company, and they go on Wall Street, and they <laughs> the just shredders. get all the shredded documents, and they pull it in, and then they reassemble, you know, all these little, <laughs> there's like a, there's a sweatshop for, like, the smaller kids that aren't right. ready for ninja training and heavy lifting, who just spend fingers. all day taping things together with their tiny fingers. <laughs> This is why he's called work. the Shredder. We get that now. That's yeah. how I get it. Well, that's, that's his day job. That's uh, that's the front for all of his illegal activities. It's just it's just a coincidence oh, that shredder. he wears a menacing outfit. He's probably got like a local TV channel like commercial where he's like oh, there man. in his armor just shredding paper. Exactly. And that's <laughs> why like, oh, the Shredder guy's hilarious, man. This is such a great gimmick. Yeah, because I'm going to call that uh, make you know no sense. That, that paper shredding company run by that guy, the Shredder. <laughs> um. <laughs> Casey kisses the golf club, and what does he say? Who can tell me the line? I'll never uh, call, I'll never golf, call a golf, golf a dull game, game again. Yeah. Did anyone else have trouble hearing this line as a child, like understanding it? That's a mush mouth line for mm. sure. So as so I'm assembling you my notes for this minute and following minutes, it occurs to me that I apparently just don't understand when Casey Jones talks because I feel like every time I've been like, oh, I misheard this line as a child. Oh, I misheard that one. Purse grabbing pukes, all that stuff. Like, it's always Casey Jones lines. Hmm. What yeah, is mostly. with that? <laughs> Everyone he, else can articulate accent. except Casey Jones. Yeah. yeah. Well, I Basically, mean, everybody else selective. is voice actors except Casey Jones. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. just an actual actor. They don't need to understand him. Yeah, he's just like some dude. <laughs> he's too deep in character. Yes. And his character but, is uh, unintelligible. It, it was a mush mouth line that I, it took me a long time to discern what he was actually saying. But Is anyone else imagining sure. Casey in like golf attire, like with that little hat with the pom-pom on it? And plaid pants. Plaid pants. Just going, oh, this game is so dull. <laughs> and like, he's obviously so got dull. a hell of a swing. A weirdly plaid <laughs> sweater vest. He might be able to happy Gilmore his way through the low ranks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, the, here's my thing. Like, if you got if you got clocked in the head with a golf club, even like Ugh. as hard as as anyone who can swing a golf club can swing it, would you fly ten nope. feet back? You would not. Um, I do think you'd die. 
You would, you, yeah. The thing is, like, I did I talk, how much did I talk about this in the last episode? Eric hasn't gotten to hear it yet, and we, we haven't released it. Well, I mean, okay, you guys have heard it because you're listening to this now. Oh, time is so hard. Anyway. As our, while we are recording, it has not been released yet. Right. right. So you guys will have heard it. But yeah, I, I think I talked about, like, golf, how golf clubs are terrible weapons and that we would get into it more later because in this minute is when he actually delivers the coup de gras. Mm-hmm. Um, that hit to the head, so it's like wrong in two ways. One, there's no way it would lift him up off his feet and send him flying. Like he flies for like two seconds. He has a, has a long bit of air time before he hits the uh, the soft box. And then two, he's unconscious, and you know he lands and he's unconscious, but his head is completely intact. There's no blood. There's no damage of any kind. It would not make him fly, and it would break part of his skull yeah it would leave a considerable divot yeah that that casey being the the good golfer that he is he'd you know take out one of those little tools and you know fix it (laughs) if you hit something with the end of a golf club too i mean that shaft is either hollow aluminum or carbon fiber like you're hitting something with Uh, a greater mass than the club that 1990 it's 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 probably aluminum at this point right yeah well it would the, the 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 golf club should break but it would be good for that one hit right and as, as, do we ever see this guy again in the movie? I don't think so, do we? No, like, we he's, he's done being, for this movie. We don't see him yeah. being let out in handcuffs. No, 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 he doesn't get to go to the uh, to the final battle. Um, fun, fun golf side story. My father, uh, avid golfer, has not been hit in the head with a golf club, but has consecutively been hit in the head in the exact same spot by a rogue golf ball. What do you mean consecutively? Uh, like in the same so, day? Like... I believe it was the same golf course, but like a couple months apart, like the two times he played this particular course, I'd have to ask him on the details. But the first time I know that, uh, you know, someone yelled four and the golf ball kind of bounced off the ground and hit him. And the second time it happened, he, uh, ducked behind his golf cart, protecting himself as best he could. And it bounced off the floor of the cart, the ceiling of the cart and ricocheted and hit him in the head. (laughs) Anyway, Okay, so but like for my, it, when when he retired from his guidance counselor position at our local high school, the cake they got him had a cardboard cutout of his head with a golf ball placed into his forehead. <laughs> but I mean, fortunately, in both those cases, flying, he, so. he was getting the ricochet. Yeah, know? so but, uh, considerably anyway. reduced force. Fun golf course concussion story. Yeah, if uh, I, I think you know, I'm gonna keep like looking around. Like after the last recording session, I, I started YouTubing like golf club as weapon, and I was kind of amazed that even like some of the uh, so, some some kids who love talking about zombie weapons were were would concede the fact that the golf clubs are terrible weapons. Um, but you know, there's all these test videos of people hitting like milk jugs and watermelons, and in the rare instance that you can you know judge the distance correctly and get a solid hit with the head of the golf club. Like if you're if you're hitting something like a melon, like it is absolutely devastating. Like it's going to cause some damage. Like Tatsu, he would go back. Like from the, from the hit, from the angle, from the hit, his head would snap back really hard and like come up, and he would and he would fall backwards. There'd be no air time. It wouldn't lift him off his feet, but he would definitely snap back very hard. And then, uh, like from the angle, he'd probably. He probably has, like, broken teeth, broken jaw, broken nose, something like that. I don't think Casey got him, like, in the temple or the forehead. Uh, I mean, if he did, well, he's just dead. I mean, it's also <laughs> worth mentioning that if we dissect this shot, Tatsu's bent over, doubled over forward. Casey takes a whack. He is spread out completely, flying headfirst through the air. 
and then somehow manages to be landing backwards in a sitting position. Like, it just doesn't yeah. line up. Maybe okay, he does what a flip. if? <laughs> what, yeah, what if Tatsu? What if Tatsu was attempting to do like a back handspring to escape? <laughs> he just gets knocked out right he after his brain sends the signal. You know, even if he did did survive that blow, if he's getting hit in the front of his head, like an injury to that part of your brain, you're not going to be the same afterward because your uh, personality sort no. of exists the in your frontal lobe. The forehead is like the Hello? thickest so part of the So when people get skull. injuries in that location, they're, they're completely different people if they survive and heal. Maybe not completely different, but it does, it does severely affect your personality. It's. I thought it was to the. I thought uh, if the brain gets damaged in there, like the, the the front of your skull is the thickest and the hardest. Like the most damage is can be done to like the temple or the back. Like the top and the front of the skull are like the hardest. Like the your your personality is in you know the the front part of your brain. But that's also, like, where the skull is the strongest. Like, you have to get hit in the side of the head in the temple to sort of, like, crack through to where it's, like, eggshell thin and get into the brain or in in the back or the sides of the head. Does anyone else feel like we should be issuing a disclaimer that you should not be hitting people in the heads? Ninja Turtles Minute does not condone Oh, oh yeah, yeah, totally. To Total, don't, don't, don't hit anybody with a golf club. I mean, it, apart from being a bad weapon, if it actually works, it's really terrible. Don't hit anybody um, with anything in the head. Don't. Right. Don't but try if you to see a golf club or a golf ball incoming, and you feel it's unavoidable, try to get hit in the front or the top of the head. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on with this minute. So we've talked about the golf club. We've talked about the head injuries. Let's talk about the turtles now that they're back on screen here, about okay, 17 seconds page. into the minute. Um, we get this cool little, uh, I'll never call golf a dull game again, and then immediately, like, rhythmic beat. <laughs> Perfect timing. We cut into Just the surf music. Turtle surf. See, Side note. Yeah. I like that. Turtle Side surf. Note. We see Raph he and has, uh, Leo. Casey Jones has a little cut uh, on his eyebrow, like, right now on his left eye. And I, ha- I have that right now as we're recording A little this. cut on his eyebrow? Yeah, and and as of recording this, uh, just the other day at jujitsu, I I got uh, caught with an elbow while going for the takedown, and I have a, a cut on my left eyebrow, just about where where Casey has his cut. So I'm just like, Aww, oh yeah, nice. we're we're little cut buddies. You're like, you guys are like fast sisters. friends talking about your cuts. <laughs> yeah, we would. Yeah. Um, Although I'm not sure how how well the conversation would hold up, considering that he thought that claustrophobic had something to do with homosexuality. Mm. Right. You might have a weird reaction to your ex- description of jujitsu. <laughs> Just a bunch of guys grabbing Casey, each other. Casey, I'd like to I'd like to introduce you to the better way to fight. Come here and hug me. <laughs> so anyway, the turtles are in Get in between full, my legs, Casey Jones. Mm. The turtles are in full uh butt kicking mode. Uh yep. Donnie's skateboarding around again. It's funny that Donnie's the skater in the group. Like, you'd think Mikey, but the only one that ever touches a skateboard in the whole movie is Donatello. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Um, definitely hmm. not the uh, the nerd that we come to know and love via the cartoon series. Uh, hey, Leo it's a and machine. Raph are, are are pushing a door at one of the foot soldiers. Um, we get this cool little Dick Dale Beach Boysy surf guitar thing happening in the background. I really like this little sequence. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Your traditional one four five twelve bar blues. It's such a departure from from the music in the rest of the movie too. Like, yeah. Uh, like, it's kind of like that, that, that moment where Raph first meets Casey, the music kind of gets like weird for a second there too. Like weird dun, and orchestral dun, dun, and John Williams. Dun, 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 dun. 
What, what was that Mike Carlucci called that the turtle mischief leitmotif? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's it. Um, leitmotifs. So this would, I guess, be the... Uh, turtle uh, opera. This would be the turtle, turtle surf rock. Mm-hmm. T- turtle pipeline. We'll yes. <laughs> full pipe. It's not a half pipe because it goes all the way around. It's a full pipe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like that it's just a short little sequence to show us that the turtles are still kicking, but cutting back and forth between the Foot Clan hideout, which is kind of high drama at this point, and you know the the comic fighting of the turtles. How how ninja y is the fighting here in the sewers, guys? Uh, well, riding on on a skateboard, um, right. as to the to the best of my knowledge, is not covered in any of the. Uh, ancient uh ninja ryu scrolls um no and also i i don't know how well like fighting on skateboard works or if it works at all especially with the staff of all the possible weapons to have yeah like there's like a case to be made for like as much as i hate nunchucks right um (laughs) like if you were if i was on a if i was on a skateboard and i'm like you know skating by as as badly as I skate, and I had a choice between a solid stick or a stick on a chain, I would take the stick on the chain because you can swing it out, it'll hit, and then bounce around without necessarily uh, transferring that force back into me as I'm riding on the skateboard. I feel like if, you're, if you have the bow staff and you're on the skateboard, every time you hit anything, it's basically going to stop you. Yeah. That's a good point. That whole well, inertia it, principle. You I mean, you mentioned that riding in a skateboard isn't covered in any of the the ancient scrolls, but do you think it's it's included in the uh, bridged book of ninja fighting? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing I, how many foot soldiers miss him when he's on the skateboard. I feel like the, a target on a precariously uh, balanced board with wheels is probably the easiest thing in the it's world. It's like to you take know down. exactly where the skateboard's going to go. It can really only go straight. <laughs> in front of itself yeah. it can't it can't jink from side to side very quickly you can sort of predict the path and it should be easy to knock his legs out from under him i almost want to think it, this has got to be like when vikings would fight naked or when sakuraba <laughs> would do the chicken charge like you had to know this is just going to shock them and confuse them so much they'll just let me skate by well maybe Raphael has it right the whole time maybe he's just being a show-off yeah <laughs> He's like, this is going so well. I think I'm just going to have fun now. And I mean, all Donnie has to do is hit one pebble and he's toast. Oh my God. Yeah, (laughs) he's done. And in that sewer, Hmm. I'm imagining the debris that you could run over our, uh, our, our, you know. Yeah, I mean, if he runs over, he runs over one stray turd, he's down. (laughs) Think think of all the infections. Okay, Uh. that, that leads me to a question I've had from the beginning. Um, you guys who live in New York or around New York or, or bigger cities, aren't the sewers and the storm drains separate systems? I believe so. Because I see the Foot Clan guys sliding into a storm drain to get there, and when they're talking to the pizza man, that's a, another storm drain. So do, the, do the Ninja Turtles live in a sewer or a storm drain? Hmm. I think they, they've found, like, the connecting pathways between them. I'm not sure, really. And also, Service I don't tunnels. know how big, like, the tunnels are. I, I don't think they're that big. A storm really. drain tunnel is larger because sewer tunnels have to be, like, hermetically sealed. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I think the Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles live in a storm drain. It's just not as catchy. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Maybe everyone just like homogenizes that and calls it quote the sewers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Um, Adam, to your point about the skateboard, I wanted to point out that Donatello is riding on what appear to be some pretty big, cushy cruising wheels, uh, as opposed to your standard fare, smaller, harder durometer uh, uh, skate park wheels. So it's more likely that he could roll over some debris with uh, he could less handle a turd. Injury. Okay. I don't good. know, man. I've good. been I've been thrown off my board before with big, uh, big fat pool wheels on it. I mean, well. But you're not a ninja, so... That's true. <laughs> Nor are you riding around in a storm drain. Yeah, I mean... Or, or fighting from skateboard back. I though, although, I don't know if you guys longboard at all, but there is like a yes. style of longboarding where they use a long stick. Really? Yeah, to propel themselves along. My roommate longboards, and he's got this giant... It's, it's got to be an eight-foot-long... looks like a bow... But it's got a big giant rubber knob on one end, and you use it to kind of like gondola yourself around the streets. <laughs> that probably this looks movie really may have dumb. like invented that whole concept. So it's like <laughs> paddleboarding on land. Yeah, exactly. Just a, a way of looking like a giant dork. Sounds like a, something a, a dad would get. Like, look at this <laughs> this pole I got to help me skate. Like, I hey mean, kids, isn't this radical? It's like no one no, says that anymore, no dad. dad. Why um, are you doing this? Stop I'm it. not Googling that right now. <laughs> do it, Scott. <laughs> Scott's do like, it. I can look like so, a giant dork. Let's move on through the minute, shall we? Although, what, what, one thing, like, I think the the... Well, no, Chucks are probably the best choice for fighting from skateboard, but second best choice would be uh, Leo could do it. Because if you just glide along and slice things, you'll mm. be fine. Oh, yeah, just cut, cut but, the But, you know, um, this is a PG movie, so. Right. So we're back in the foot layer. We're about two-thirds of the way through the minute, and Sam Rockwell, baby Sam Rockwell, is having a fit. And he's, he's like, like guys, hey, guys. He's so well, why isn't anyone? Why isn't Come anyone on. fighting Casey Jones? Well, cult right come on let's drink the kool-aid he hasn't just pointed out like the single biggest weakness of the foot clan the point that they never coordinate their attack (laughs) even right now as he brings it up and everyone's like well i I don't know i don't really understand why these kids are so loyal to shredder like what? Really, what has he really well, done for them? Other than say, an endless think, supply of bubble gum. I think, and I think video that games. gets. I think that gets to the and also menthol and regular cigarettes. Right. But I think the real <laughs> weakness of the of the Foot Clan is not their 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 poor tactics. You know, their inability to swarm and really you know prison yank somebody. Um, I, I think the real weakness of the Foot Clan is that they're children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are twelve. Members of the Foot Clan on screen right now, and one Casey Jones, and they're all just like, "Well, I think we're done now." That guy hit a guy with a golf club, so we're obviously just tapping. Yeah, let's out. go home. I, mean, I think the biggest problem with the Foot Clan is not that they're children; it's that they're they're not super committed. Like, yeah, you give them free stuff, and they're like, "Cool, we'll hang out at your weird adult." Child but, paradise fun. But we house are talking thing about a bunch of quitters who ran away from home. They already quit on their families. They're right. going to quit on their fake as family too. As soon as they ask him to do something for them, as soon as Shredder's like, "Hey, I need you to do this thing for me. Or I need you to beat up this guy." Sacrifice. They're kind of like, they're kind of like duty, eh. honor. We're the ones that haven't earned our our, our dragon dogie. But you know what? I don't really need a dragon dogie. I'm I'm good without a dragon dogie. So maybe I'm just going to bounce. It really makes you wonder why Shredder is so attached to using child soldiers in the first place. If he just hired three other guys like Tatsu, (laughs) he probably could have won. If he just had four of him versus the four turtles, the movie would be over. 
It That's would. very true. I'm, That's I'm, true. Sure, really I'm sure the entire Cobra Kai would be like, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll be put <laughs> Cobra Kai could probably beat the Ninja Turtles in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, oh, man, if, that's a fan battle I'd pay money to see. Well, that'd be I just so like, great, like the Cobra Kai, like, Billy show Zabka up there. Billy versus Donatello. They, they, come, they come to New York for, like, you know, the New York City Invitational <laughs> Karate Tournament. And, like, uh, what is his name? Jonathan Reese or something. Johnny. <laughs> Johnny! Put him in ah! a body bag, Johnny! He's gonna need a body bag! Oh man, <laughs> he's gonna need a turtle bag. What, what I he's like gonna about, need about an aquarium. The, Although, like if you think about it, of... isn't Splinter using child soldiers too? He is. He is also using children. Oh, child minute. soldiers. Did we just discover that this is a movie between two warring factions of child slave labor? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> oh it's, it's kind of weird. Like older Japanese men are using them to wage a revenge war against one another. It's <laughs> 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 terrible. What were you trying to say, Adam? Yeah, I was just kind of going to bring in the next part of this minute, how all it takes is Splinter saying, you guys know that Shredder's not that great, right? And then they all look at each other and they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, you know, Shredder's not that great. I mean, he did give us all that bubble gum, but like it, we, ha- we haven't eaten a meal in six months. Yeah, these are truly the worst goons if that one speech completely brings them down. Yeah. They're apparently very susceptible to speeches. Hey, we don't know that it necessarily brings them down. The minute ends on him being like, oh, he uses you. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's let's end it there. Let's get on to Tuesday. We'll leave it here. Uh, just because we've, we've been sitting here. We've had some technical difficulties during this episode, which we've hopefully edited out. But uh, <laughs> let's get moving on. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We have more minutes to minute. <laughs> minute 77, assuming none of our computers explode. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Cowabunga!